Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, Follow Cap J Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out, woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Oh, God. Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm John the Hood. Cap is off today. Open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is the telephone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for watching this show and all the shows here on ESPN Chicago. This is not just a Thursday, y'all. This is a Deal Breakers Thursday. We'll give you Deal Breakers coming up at 835 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Deal Breakers so unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen from moment to moment on Deal breakers just a question on whether or not something is or is not a deal breaker tune in at 835 for that right here on cap and j hood so it's official i mean it's official official we have heard the the rumor and innuendo we've heard that it's going to happen and now it is going to happen chicago bears by arlington international race course for possible stadium the team said that it has completed its purchase for the 326-acre site for $200 million as it continues negotiations for state and local tax subsidies. That's what Fran Spielman from the Sun-Times this morning. I see that this morning when I open up my uh, computer here this morning, and I see that the Bears are going to move to Arlington Heights. Sure, there's still some hurdles to go. But the point is, though, is that this whole stadium deal is going to happen. And I know for some people, when you think about the Chicago Bears traditionally over the years, generationally, it has been about going to Soldier Field, getting up early, making sure that you got everything you need as far as beverages, food, everything that you need to get ready for an awesome tailgate. And then from there, it probably goes downhill because you actually had to go into the stadium to watch Bears football. Sometimes the highlight of going to the Bears games is just being able to be with friends and family or people that you don't know and having a conversation about whatever in the parking lot at Soldier Field. Just having that conversation going back and forth and talking about what's going on in life, what's going on with this Bears team. And then the reality sets in that you actually got to watch the football team. And it's only because the Bears a lot of times has underachieved, as you well know. Very few times in my lifetime have I seen the Bears in the playoffs, not just in the playoffs, but actually doing something in the playoffs, being able to move forward. But there is value of getting to the playoffs. That's cool. But you just it's so few and far in between, though, as you well know. But let me just tell you that I, as a Bears fan, I'm very excited. I'm very excited about what's new with this Bears team. It's not just here in Chicago. It's all over the place. At every turn, when they talk about the NFL, people are wondering, what's happening with the Chicago Bears? There's some movement there with the Chicago Bears. There's some noise happening with the blue and orange. You have a new president, Kevin Warren. You say, that can't happen. I mean, for years, it's just been a McCaskey in there or there's going to be, you know, a, a Ted Phillips in there. 
Nothing's going to change with the Chicago Bears. Actually, things have changed with the Chicago Bears, and I believe for the better, because Kevin Warren is the new president of this Bears team. Then you have Ryan Poles in his second year as general manager. The jury's still out on Ryan Poles. I will not just say the Claypool deal is the end. This is who Poles is. He puts that Claypool out there. He didn't do anything this past season. What's going on with this? I think, again, he's still new at the position as well as a first-time general manager, now in his second year. Justin Fields, who we'll hear from later on, Justin Fields has been making the rounds during the Super Bowl, also during the playoffs and doing a lot of interviews, and he's very interesting because when you think of Justin Fields, you see someone who is a raw talent, has an opportunity to do a lot of great things for the Bears team, but we haven't seen it yet. Yes, we've seen him run with the football. Yes, we've seen some glimpses, but I know for me as a Bears fan, I cannot wait to see how Justin Fields is able to develop with talent around him. Difference-making talent, difference-making offensive line, difference-making playmakers that can be able to help move this team in the right direction. You and I both know that when you watch football, it's an offensive league. Uh, We can talk about LT and we can talk about the 85 Bears and talk about the 2000 Ravens and talk about how strong those defenses are. Ultimately, though, when it comes to football today in 2023, the only thing that's changed is that it's a vertical passing league. It's all about offense. The officials, the NFL, everybody's in on it. It's all about the, about the offense. And Justin Fields makes me excited about what the future brings to this team. I haven't felt less way about a quarterback uh, since, let me think, last time I felt this way about a Bears quarterback is, uh, whew, never. That's how good Justin Fields is. And then, of course, everyone's talking about the number one pick. The number one pick for the Chicago Bears and what the Bears are going to do with it. And, of course, the cap space, the ability to be able to spend uh, and spend wisely for the future of this team. But on top of that, the future is even brighter because the Bears have a new stadium. And so for me, going to Bears games at Soldier Field, it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. It was fine. But it wasn't a great experience. It certainly is not a great experience for me. Once you get there, it's fine. But then the whole thing of doing the, um, the Penguin Walk from one side to the other to try to get into the stadium and then the amenities, all that. It is time for something new. Just like it's time for something new with the president of the Bears, something new with the general manager, something new with the quarterback position. Some people are traditionalists and they just love tradition. Just having the same old, same old. That way they can bitch about it. You know what? I'm not like that. I'm all for whatever's new and different. And with this Bears team, it has been just the old relic over there on the lakefront. And the, and the football's playing like an old relic, tired, not being able to move the football down the field offensively. Just the same, breath, the same meat and potatoes that we've seen for generations. Run the football, play defense. It's time for something new. And I think that with this Bears team, that's going to be great. But ultimately, I'm looking forward to this new stadium. As a lifelong Southsider and living in this city, I know where Soldier Field is. I've been there plenty of times for concerts and for, um, for football and other events. Cool. But I cannot wait to see what this new stadium looks like. Even as someone who appreciates the history of the Bears, I can't wait for the Bears to turn the page on something new. I'll ask you, though, as someone that has been going to Soldier Field for a long time, are you looking forward to the new stadium? Are you going? You hear this, and again, I don't know what to believe, but we have some callers on ESPN Chicago that will chime in and say, you know, I've been going to Soldier Field, Soldier's Field all my life. 
there's no way I'm going to Arlington Heights to see the Chicago Bears. I'm not going to the suburbs to see the Bears. Those are the people that just uh, love to just hang on to tradition. They love to hang on to the past. And right now, I'm here to talk about what's happening for now and the future. You can talk about the past memories and great moments you had at Soldier Field as a fan. But isn't it time? Isn't it time for you to be able to park your car, leave your coat in the car, and be able to just go into the stadium and enjoy? There is no more Bears weather. There's never really been Bears weather. But when it's going to be inside of a dome, uh, you know what? I'm looking forward to see what that looks like. Because I've never seen that in my lifetime as a Bears fan with the Chicago Bears, with that being their home stadium. So for Mayor Lightfoot, who said that this is never going to happen and said that the Bears have to just worry about being relevant through October, guess what? Uh, on the city's watch, the Bears are moving to Arlington Heights, and I can't wait for that. Then there's this from the Chicago White Sox with Mike Clevenger. So have you seen this story? about Because uh, Jesse Rogers, who will be with us at 930, uh, had a full review of what's going on with Mike Clevenger. The piece is entitled, Mike Clevenger Addresses Domestic Violence Allegations, says to wait for actual facts. So the 32-year-old right-hander, Clevenger, signed a $12 million one-year contract with the Chicago White Sox. In an Instagram post back on January 24th, Olivia Feinstad said that she is the mother of Clevenger's child and alleged that he fathered two other children who were not hers. She posted a photo of marks on her body with accompanying words that alleged that the injuries were from when he threw an iPad at me when I was pregnant. And then finally, he strangled me. Now, here's the rub with this. Obviously, the allegations are disgusting. If it's true, domestic violence allegations on the part of Olivia Feinstein back on January 24th on Instagram. Here's the rub for me. This is not an incident that happened yesterday. This happened quite a while ago. And Clevenger, according to Jesse, Clevenger indicated that he's actually been under investigation for seven months, going back to his time as a member of the San Diego Padres. A.J. Preller is the president of baseball operations. He wouldn't answer if and when the team knew about it. But it goes back that far. So here's my whole thing with this. And let's hear from Rick Hahn about this because Rick Hahn talks about the confidentiality and not knowing of the Clevenger situation. Even though I just told you, Rick Hahn says this. I will say that the confidentiality element to this policy is essential in order to protect not just players, but also those who feel aggrieved to give them the ability to come forward and express that there's an issue and to allow for an investigation to take place. Part of that confidentiality is that other clubs don't know about it. And there was no way for us to be aware of this incident without someone being in violation of that policy. And no one was, uh, which again, is part of the strength of the policy, and it's how it operates. You know, Rick Hahn is trying to uh, to toe the line here about what Major League Baseball wants as far as the investigation, but Clevenger's still with the team. He's still at spring training with the White Sox. Now, Clevenger spoke about this as well. Are you confident you'll be fully exonerated? I'm confident. I am. Any idea on a timeline from from anyone? I I have no idea. I'm going to leave it. Uh, if you have more questions about baseball, I got I got to leave. I mean, I'm I'm advised by MLB and my lawyers to wait till the investigation's over. I keep going on. Well, I'll I'll be able to talk about this 
a sooner uh, in the future date. I just can't. I can't talk about it right now. I'm just not. I'm not allowed to. So the thoughts there from Mike Clevenger talking to Jesse Rogers and the press about this whole thing of Mike Clevenger, a fifth starter with this White Sox team, addressing the domestic violence allegations. Now I'm one. And I'm sure that you might be as well, someone that's not tolerant of any domestic violence, man on woman, woman on man, just the idea that you're putting your hands on someone. I just, I I mean, for me, it's something I've talked about a lot in my career. I can't, I have no stomach for it at all. But again, these are allegations. But I guess the more overarching topic with the White Sox is this, is that the White Sox clearly knew what was going on with Mike Clevenger. Because as Jesse reported, this happened while he's with the San Diego Padres system. Unless the White Sox are not doing their due diligence, I think many knew that was going on with Mike Clevenger uh, in his personal life behind the scenes. Now, again, this Instagram post comes out on January 24th. But as Jesse reported, this is something that the, that the White Sox, the Padres, I'm sure some other teams knew about. But yet Clevenger is on this team. It's the same White Sox team that allowed uh, Jose Abreu, the leader of this team, to go elsewhere. The same White Sox team that grossly underachieved at 500 last year because you just had to upgrade Rick Renneria, which is fine, but you upgraded to the point of getting to the playoffs, getting bounced, and then, of course, right back to 500, right back down to earth and being a non-playoff team. The idea that Tony La Russa is the manager for this White Sox team, where it was not a Rick Hahn choice, it was a Jerry Reinsdorf choice. You see how that worked out. He was a manager, uh, LaRusso 2.0, for a year and a half. Uh, where's the World Series rings? Where's the championships? Uh, it, it has not happened under LaRusso. And now you take a look at this whole thing with the, the White Sox with Mike Clevenger, it's just par for the course. When you want some good news at 35th and Beck, something that you can look forward to, this Clevenger thing happens. Because you just had to have Clevenger, even though the White Sox, I'm sure other Major League Baseball teams knew, there was some, some kind of investigation. Do you have to win so badly that this guy is on your roster? And I guess the whole point is, is that if there is any controversy that you know of around a player, do you have to have him on your roster? That's the whole question. I'm not saying that Clevenger did this or what he did not do. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you have knowledge of a player, and it might be a red flag for some, especially in the organization, uh, maybe he shouldn't be on your roster. Just a thought. Same White Sox team, though, that continues to struggle to find their footing from a PR standpoint, also from an on-the-field standpoint. You've got to be able to turn this around. And I'm not speaking for just White Sox Twitter. What I'm speaking for is having an organization that's sound, a cornerstone for Major League Baseball, not just on the field, but off the field as well. Mike Clevenger and having him on this team is not a step in the right direction, just based on the red flags around him and the red flags around the story. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. We'll take your phone calls here on this uh, Deal Breakers Thursday. Also still to come, we'll talk a little bit about sports in 2023. Because there might be a glaring hole when it comes to the face of sports in 2023, not just here, but everywhere. We'll talk about that. And also your thoughts about the Bears. The Bears have finalized the site of their new stadium. Are you excited about football in the suburbs? So the question I will have for you is this. Are you going to the new stadium? Once it opens, will you, if you're a season ticket holder, are you going? If you're a Bears fan, are you going? You're a traditionalist. You've been going to Soldier Field for a long time. Now what? You going to go to the stadium? Let's talk about that coming up next. Cap and J Hood, weekday mornings at 7.
Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Captain J Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Good morning, Chicago. It's the Captain J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Hey, it's going to be the biggest party of the year. Guests from ESPN 1000's 25-year history will be in attendance. You don't want to miss this one. Tickets will sell out fast. It's going to take place Friday, March 24th. Doors open at 11 a.m. Live show goes on between 12 and 6. It's going to be at the House of Blues. Purchase tickets at LiveNation.com and search ESPN Chicago. It's going to be off the chain. I hope that I get a chance to see you at the 25th anniversary celebration. Mac, Yurko, and Harry will reunite. That was uh, one of the signature shows here at ESPN Chicago for a long time. So hope that you get a chance to get your face in the place coming up on March 24th. Glad that you're in with us today on this Deal Breakers Thursday. And we're talking about a couple of things. First, uh, I'm excited about the new stadium that's coming for the Chicago Bears because it's new and fresh. Because it's different. We've, we've had the tradition and seen the color beige for a long time as Bears fans. And the color beige has been Soldier Field. You know, the, the penguin walk you got to have to go from one side to the other. You know, the amenities are not the best. The best part of the Bears game, more times than not, is actually tailgating and having fun tailgating and being able to talk to people next to you at the tailgate at the parking lot. And then actually reality hits and, oh, God, we got to actually go in to watch this stuff now. <laughs> Some just stay out there in the parking lot just because they know what they're going to see. They're going to see substandard football. But for me, I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be different. Uh, I mean, it's been an outdoor stadium, and it has been some memories and some bad memories for a long time. I'm ready for the new. What about you? If you're a season ticket holder or someone that goes to Bears games at Soldier Field traditionally, are you going? You're going to find your way to Arlington Heights? I'm going. What about you? You coming with me? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. And as far as Mike Clevenger is concerned with the White Sox, hey, I'm not casting any aspersions on Clevenger. We know the story that came out. It's everywhere. I'm just saying that if I'm the White Sox and if there are red flags around the individual, I have to determine whether or not I want to have that player on my roster. I don't need the smoke. The White Sox, as good as the White Sox have been from time to time throughout my lifetime, the thing that you don't want to have is question marks about certain guys in the roster. And this is the same, same team that had LaRusso as a manager and Abreu left and there wasn't any incremental change. Uh, with the White Sox roster at the uh, at the deadline, or definitely huh, not just the deadline. Forget that. What about here in the hot stove league? I mean, what, what major changes, major changes have the White Sox done to get themselves above 500? And that's the thing. So you want to have some good PR over there at 35th and Vec. And, and I'm just telling you now, with this story that's going on, and the hope is, is that we'll be able to have some clarity on this. I just don't want the smoke. I want to have uh, – you can't get uh, a whole bunch of um, Boy Scouts on your team. I totally understand that. But at the same time, though, if you have knowledge of a player that has, a, that has allegations of domestic around him, uh, you know, it's okay to pass. It's okay to pass. Find someone else in, the, in your pipeline or someplace else. But, again, you're taking a risk here. And then there's Rick Hahn, who looks disheveled already. My God, it's February. I saw the video of Rick Hahn speaking about this. He, it looks like it's the deadline. He looks like it's July already. That's what he's looking like. I'm like, God, I mean, you had all this offseason time. He looks, um, he, he looks disheveled. I wanted to throw a dollar at him. My God, 
He looks like when the president's in office for a few years and they age like a hundred. Yeah. Already he looks like that. (laughs) That's what I saw in the video. Just like he's still giving like the one and two minute answers, but still he's just he's he's starting to age like a president. You're right, Shay. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Let's go to the phone lines and talk to you. Uh, Joe and Lindenhurst is with us on Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Thanks for taking a call. Yes, sir. Um, You a Bears fan? Oh, I bleed uh, navy blue and orange. Okay. Uh, but I have no love lost for Soldier's Field. I can't wait. I just hope they have the good sense to make sure they have a dome stadium. Mm-hmm. And since I'm in construction management, I'm willing to become part of the project management team mm. and ensure it's done right. No retractable dome. All that does is add a lot of unnecessary cost to your project. But I can't wait for a dome stadium, and I know as a season ticket holder, I'm probably facing uh, a renegotiation or a redo of my uh, seat license. But you know what? If that helps us get get a revenue stream that allow this team to be properly funded for the future, then I'm all for it. Well, Joe, if you're working on it, then I trust it's going to be done the right way. Oh, I, I mean, go look at some of these uh, – smaller markets that have beautiful stadiums with beautiful amenities and we live in this supposedly great sports town and our owners continually let us down i think we have the greatest fan base in the world and i don't care if you're talking bulls bears uh black hawks socks cubs we've got the greatest fans and our owners continually put out substandard products as fans, we need to start holding our owners accountable. Joe at the Jonathan, new, yeah. thanks for everything you do. You have a great show. Save me a Love seat. listening to you. Save me a seat next to you at the new Bears Stadium, will you, Joe? You're always welcome, sir. Always <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. We appreciate the phone call. 312-332-3776, our phone number. Joe speaks for, I think, a lot of fans. Yes, we as Chicago sports fans deserve better. And what I'm telling you is that it starts with the stadium. It starts with Kevin Warren being the president because he's the one that presided over the stadium in Minneapolis. Yeah, absolutely, we deserve better. And this will be better. It's not the same. It's not the same color of beige that we've seen before. Actually, this is new. And just the whole thing, the whole operation. And the reason why this feels different is because the Bears have not had a number one pick in the draft since 1947. That's why. is because it's, it's something that we have not seen for generations. This kind of cap space, if you screw it up, I may never see the Bears back in the Super Bowl again, even in a pop-up situation. You have an opportunity here to wipe, to just clean the slate on all of this. And be able to build this thing properly to be a perennial winner. That's why I want to see. All right. So Joe leaves line open. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. John and Schomburg on Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Good morning, John. Yeah, hi. Good morning, Jonathan. Um, I'd like to give you a little different perspective about the stadium. Um, you're going to have the same people going to the games that have season tickets. So a lot of people watch the games on TV because they can't afford to go or they can't get tickets. So I think many people really don't care where they play. They could play at Soldier Field or in Wisconsin. They just want to watch the games on TV because they're not going to be going to It's not like a baseball game where you could go up to the stadium and buy a ticket and say, here I am. Just like that Joe just called. He's a season ticket man, so he's going to be going to the games. So I, I, I don't understand the, why the big deal is the average fan will not be going to those games. Well, that's what why, do you think well, about that? Well, what I think about that is that's why God made HDTV. 
That's why. So the, the, from your standpoint, John, you're painting a picture as if, well, the average fan won't be able to go to the game, so there's going to be empty seats. Well, if you're not going, someone is going, and, and they'll find a way to get there. There won't be – unless the team is completely uh, in the crapper, there's going to be a full house at this new Soldier Field or this new stadium. So what you're speaking about is, yeah, the average fan – and by the way, it's not with this new stadium. This has been the lament for years, for decades around here, talking about the average fan not being able to go to every game. That's baseball, that's basketball, that's, that's football. But that is um, – this is the price of poker when it comes to sports. So you're, if you're talking about yourself and you're not going, um, that's why you watch on television. And either way, the NFL wins. And here's why, how they win. Either you go to the stadium and be a season ticket holder or to be able to have a one-off and go to games or you watch on television. Either way, the NFL wins. See that, Shay? Either way, uh, the NFL says, okay, if you're not going to go to the stadium and you watch our product, we are able to get revenue based on your eyeballs watching the NFL. And guess what? Even as a college football fan, I'll tell you, the NFL always finds a way to win every time. Well, that's I was just going to say that's been the case being fans being priced out of stadiums has been the case for years. Mm-hmm. And it's not an accident. The NFL doesn't want you at their games if you're the average fan, if you're the person who can't afford to be there. They don't want you there. They would rather you be at home watching on TV. That's a totally different discussion, and it's a totally different problem. It's something I'm not a fan of. I don't like that the average fan, including myself, has been priced out of these events. That's just the reality of the world we live in. But you're right. They win either way, and it is by design. They would rather you be at home watching on TV than going to these games. Yeah, I mean, either way, the NFL is going to find a way to get, the, get, uh, their, uh, get their money from this. Television-wise, are you going to the stadium? But what you're talking about is something that's been going on for a long time. The average fan has not been able to go to the game as much as they used to in the 80s and somewhere in the 90s as well. So the Bears have finalized their purchase of Arlington Heights, of Arlington Park. Uh, are you ready for football in the suburbs? So let's get your thoughts in here. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. If you've been going to games at Soldier Field, are you ready to make that switch over to Arlington Park? We're talking about that. Also, the Mike Clevenger story as well with the Chicago White Sox. We'll get your thoughts on all of it right here on Cap and J. Hood. Here's today's headlines with Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Chicago. The Chicago Bears have made it official, closing in on the Arlington Park property in Arlington Heights finalizing the acquisition of their new stadium site. The White Sox opened up camp yesterday under the cloud of domestic violence and child abuse uh, allegations for pitcher Mike Clevenger. Clevenger met the media yesterday saying that, hey, don't rush to judgment and reiterating his belief that he will be exonerated. The Bulls, what's new? They blew a 24-point lead last night in regulation to the Indiana Pacers, 117 to 113. Zach Levine at 35, but it wasn't enough as the Bulls were without DeMar DeRozan, who was diagnosed with a grade one thigh strain and not likely to play again until after the All Star break. Go Cats! Northwestern backed up their huge win against Purdue. They took down number 14 Indiana. And Welsh Ryan has heard right here on ESPN 1000. And also, the world lost a star yesterday. Raquel Welch, star of Fantastic Voyage, passed away at the age of 82 after a brief illness. Jay Moore. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood, 
Weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The same ESPN Chicago app in which you could find Peggy and Dion. I don't know. They always say, I don't know. We'll just figure it out. Their spectacular show is on Saturdays, but you can check out the podcast available on the ESPN Chicago app. Jay Hood with you here on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Hey, the Bears have finalized their purchase of Arlington Park. Are you ready for football in the suburbs? 312-332-3776. And you know what happens with that, right? I mean, so we're going to see a stadium. There's going to be travel, I'm sure, for people from Chicago going into Arlington. Uh, I, I, what I'm really fascinated by is the infrastructure for all of this, right? Uh, what's the public transit like? What do you got to do? I mean, is there buses? Is there trains? What's going to happen with that? How do you get in there? And just how the access, I'm interested in that. And of course, the aesthetics of what the stadium looks like. But I just like to see what it looks like around there and and what else is going to be around that park. Um, That's going to be fun to see. So for me, as a Bears fan, I'm looking for something new. And by the way, this whole thing is reimagined. This whole thing with the Bears is reimagined. From the president to the general manager to Justin Fields and his development, uh, new players coming in, salary cap space. It, it just feels different for me because you and I have not been on this ride before. You and I as Bears fans, you know what we've gone through? We've gone through players that come in. Then you try to uh, put a, a Band-Aid over it by having draft picks that are busts and then add more money with free agents that might be long in the tooth and then a fourth-place finish. Or a third-place finish. And then, if you're lucky, oh, you get to the playoffs, and then you're not seen again. This, to me, is uh, taking this and planting a seed, putting water on it, and watching it grow from the beginning. And we haven't seen that in this town for a long time. Here's someone that spent a lot of time with Raquel Welch back in the day. It's Joey G. at Melrose Park on ESPN 1000. All right, Joey. Good morning. How are you, Jonathan? I'm fine, thank you. I'm calling in regards to yesterday... I cannot be a prouder ESPN 1000 listener than a man like you I get to listen to from 7 a.m. to 10. How does it feel to you that you put people in homes? (laughs) I'm I'm very happy for you. Congratulations. Yes. And uh, I hope the awards keep on coming in for you. And you know I love you. I, I appreciate that, Joey. It, it came out of nowhere. Neighborhood Housing Services of Chicago came in in our last segment and uh, and uh, presented me with an award. Uh, I was not. I did not know about this. Um, Shay did not tell me. Jay Moore did not tell me. This all happened out of nowhere, and um, I'm very grateful for it. Absolutely, I appreciate your thoughts as well. Okay, buddy. And then uh, yes, the new stadium. Can't can't wait. Yeah, very excited for change. Uh, the hell with go, uh, Lightfoot. Let her keep trying. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> and jump back to yesterday. Yeah, uh, coaching hires. Uh-huh. Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia was one of the worst coaching hires to me. I think that's fair, and here's why. Any time, any time a guy comes in there with a pencil. With a laminated sheet, what are you writing on? That's just a look. That's just a flex. If you have a pencil, as you well know, Joe, you got to have like a piece of paper. If you're writing notes, this guy always had a pencil by his ear, but he had a laminated sheet in front of him. So what is he writing? That's already a fraud right from the beginning. Just a look. Yeah, it's a disguise. Right, like he's a coach. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right, Hoodie, I know you got a lot of calls and... Uh... Again, thank you for being the man that you are. And uh, like I said, I 
I can't be more happier. And Twitter, you're on the hit list. Well, wait for taking Shay's videos and posting them on your uh, Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Usually the rundown of yesterday's show comes to my email, but today it came from Joey G. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> well, he's, he's making up for lost time yesterday. He's not happy that people, and again, Shay Norling is, if nothing else, he's observant. He's just watching NC State in Syracuse, and there's a very suspicious handshake between the coaches. And it, it, a handshake line is supposed to last one second. Good game, coach. Good game, coach. All right, man. Good game, coach. All right, I see you at the restaurant. All right, man. I see you at the bar. Nope. Jim Beheim's involved, and we know what kind of guy he is. And so there he is with a handshake that lasts a little bit too long. Too much dialogue there. It held up the handshake line. Something happened there. I did the lip reading. Uh, Jim Beheim said, I don't want to hear about the effing refs. I fought those refs, too. That's what he said. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. What a, what a character. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, Anthony in Plainfield on Cap and J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Tony. Anthony? Hello? Yes. You, you, is your name Anthony? Yes, sir. Are you in Plainfield? Yes, sir. That's me. You're on ESPN Chicago. So I was just wondering, I you know, all the new stadium, everybody's excited about it. Uh, we've had season tickets to my family since 1956. Ooh. We bought PSLs. Back in 2003 when they built that new stadium mm-hmm. or renovated, whatever we want to call that place, um, those were $2,800 a piece for those PSLs. What are they going to do for these fans when they move this thing to Arlington? Those PSLs are not worth the paper that we paid for them. And what are the PSLs going to be at this new stadium? Because when you look at SoFi, Allegiant, all these other ones, PSLs are ranging anywhere from twenty to forty thousand dollars a seat. Talk what? about how frightened fans. Yeah. Well, well, to- I, I, well. How about this, Anthony? Let's you and I talk this out. Okay. So I just talked earlier about tradition and for something new and something different. Now, do you still want to go to Bears games in this new stadium? Are you still interested? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm a diehard Bears fan. I mean, we're excited about the new stadium. I just don't. I don't know what that means. That are they talk about everyday fans? And I mean, I, I would consider myself probably. I mean, we have a Bears school bus. I mean, we really we're probably go above and beyond. But are they even getting to the point where they're out pricing people the diehard diehard fans that were even willing to shell out the twenty eight hundred dollars a ticket back in two thousand three? Okay, so have you reached out to them? I guess so because the stadium's not built, the Bears have not reached out to you to tell you what the plan is. But you feel oh, like you're going to... absolutely gonna... not. I, I just feel like that all the fans that are so excited about the new stadium and what it brings, I don't know if they see the meteor coming. That Because that, the Bears, they send you an email. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The season ticket money's due here in three weeks already. The Bears don't, you know, they're going to send you an email. Here's what it is. Take it or leave it, mm-hmm. you know? I'm just afraid of what that email or letter is going to be six years from now. Well, here's what I want you to do. Stay with us and let us know if, what's going on. I'm sure the Bears will have some kind of insight on what the future holds for that. I've never been a PSL guy. You know, if anything else, I've just been able to purchase a one-off for tickets or, or a couple of times a year. So uh, I'm interested in finding out how that's going to work. And you mentioned some of the other stadiums like in Las Vegas and Los Angeles and how they do it. I look forward to seeing how the Bears do it themselves. I can't speak to it, but I can understand your fear about your tickets. There's no question. 
Glad you checked in, my friend. Appreciate your phone call. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. You know, one of our favorites on ESPN Chicago, we, we don't get a chance to talk to him regularly, but we get a chance to hear from time to time from Chris Mad Dog Russo. And so he is, of course, the Hall of Fame broadcaster. He's on high heat on Major League Baseball Network. He is able to chop it up with Stephen A. Smith sometimes on first take. The guy is a legend uh, and just kind of quirky in his speech. He He's actually... <laughs> It's funny, like his charm is is sometimes mispronouncing names. I do it myself, but I mean, he's made an art form out of this. Uh, he was just recently talking about um, the Super Bowl. His famous little Super Bowl? You think that's what he wants his storyline to be? He can't do anything about Rihanna, whatever her name is. Yeah. Rihanna. He can't do anything about her. What, what, what is it now? His famous little Super Bowl? You think that's what he wants his storyline to be? He can't do anything about Rihanna, whatever her name is. Yeah. Rihanna. He can't do anything about her. <laughs> Rihanna, that's what it looks like, actually, when you see it, R-I-H-A-N-N-A. But, I mean, Rihanna, right? I mean, she's only, you know, one of the great artists in the world. It's pretty funny. And, of course, there's always this. And Goodell sitting in his little box with, you know, what's his name, Tusk? (laughs) Musk. You know what you like about that is that you have a producer there just off mic, just helping him out with the words, Right. That's what I need you to be, Shay. When I, as I get older and I forget, just off the mic, just say, no, it's Elon Musk. I'm going to need that. Just off the side. Tusk. That's what he said. He already have cap for that when he decides to come to work. <laughs> He's not shy about correcting anybody. Well. And Goodell sitting in his little box with, you know, what's his name? Tusk. Elon Musk. Musk. <laughs> By the way, the way he says that. Super Bowl is so funny to me. And if you listen to his show enough, he says it a lot. Yeah. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yes. Yep. That's that New York. And again, keep in mind, just an unusual mix of a New York dad and a mom from England. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> that's what they procreated. God bless him. A mad dog Russo that says... His famous little Super Bowl? You think that's what he wants his storyline to be? He can't do anything about Rihanna, whatever her name is. Rihanna. Rihanna. And you, he can't do anything about her. He, he can't do anything about her. She's pregnant. She's on a platform. What are you going to do there? And then there's done her whole thing with Tusk running Twitter. Uh, no, uh, Elon Musk. Well, whatever his name is, uh, Tusk. That's a guy that's locked in on sports. That's it. Nothing else. Not pop culture. Not music. Not Elon Tusk. He's just locked in on sports, and God love him for it. He will give you the 13th pitcher on the Yankees roster. No issue. Some guy nobody's ever heard of, a name you have to dig to find in the back of the New York Times. <laughs> He's got it. Elon Musk, richest man on earth. Yeah. No shot. Yeah, no. Rihanna, one of the great pop stars of all time. No chance. Nope, absolutely not. He gets on Howard Stern. And, you know, I mean, you, you want him to kind of open up, find out more about him, right? He's on Stern and just like, uh, Mad Dog, do you touch yourself? Tell me, do you touch yourself? And, and there's uh, Russo's like, well, I tell you about the Yankees bullpen. I mean, they're not as good as they were last year. I mean, that's, that's his conversation. That's his conversation. It's like there's Stern there just like, how do you spend time with your wife? I mean, you tell me about your wife. How do you spend time with her? And just like, and he's just talking about the Giants and what in their chances for the World Series. Listen, Howard, I got a lot of vitality here, but I want to talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's what he, that's what it's about. Gotta love that. We got Shadow No Shot coming up at eight o'clock. But first, we got a wild animal story for you, and more of your phone calls coming up. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our telephone number. 
Captain Jay Hood is on ESPN 1000, also on 100.3 FM HD2. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. Bears. What's going on today in the animal kingdom? Chips throwing feces? Wild boars snacking on faces? Terry boars. Cougar on the loose? Yes, sir. Perhaps some horny mammals humping? Let's find out together. Animal Stories on Captain Jaber on ESPN 1000. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap is off today. Jay Hood with you here. Still to come, we got Chowder No Shot at 8 o'clock. But first, we've got an animal story. And tell us what's going on. Nephew Shay's got an animal story. What do we have today, Shay? Yeah, it's a uh, home in Malaysia where an emergency crew had been called. Uh, the residents there had reportedly been hearing disruptive noises at night coming from their attic. We've all experienced this to some extent. When I was a kid um, in my childhood home, we had bats in our attic. We were hearing noises at night. So uh, my dad, I think, opened one of the doors to the attic and a bat flew out. So he'd open the window, bat flies out the window. You get things taken care of. Uh-huh. Not a, this a, family. A bat flying out the window. Okay. Uh, you know, things happen. Was it an aunt or was it a cousin? Uh, nephew. <laughs> yeah. It was my cousin, okay. so my dad's nephew. Okay, that's fine. All right. I mean, just just, just random bats in Michigan, yeah. I, I, in the attic. How did they get Big in thing. there? I, I couldn't tell you. I think we've had squirrels in our garage attic at my oh, childhood God. home before. You know, these things happen, though. This is something, if you live out in places like this, you have to deal with a little bit of animals in the in the attic, in the roof of your home. Yes. Well, in Malaysia, this happened. I, I, People had been hearing noises, and it sounded like animals at night. So they called emergency services, and a crew came out, and a part of the roof collapsed, and out fell three mating full-grown pythons. Oh, my God. Okay, so what's the first sign of this? Because if you're hearing it not for the first time, that sounds like if they've been up there, they've been up there a while. They didn't come up there just on the day of they found them, right? They had, they had to be up there for quite a while, I think. This is the part I don't... How, how do the snakes get up there? Like, if they're up there for a long time or not, probably, because they were mating. And the scariest thing is if they're laying eggs up in your uh, attic, then you're just going to continue to have pythons growing up there you don't even know about. Pardon the expression. Go ahead. Well, you know. But that's... <laughs> how do they get up there? How are there snakes in your attic? I looked into this, and apparently it's happened elsewhere. I saw a family in Georgia uh, a year ago, I think maybe 2021, put in a complaint with their landlord because they had water damage in their roof, and they were worried that the ceiling was going to collapse. Yeah. Well, the ceiling did collapse, and out fell three snakes, full-grown, big-ass snakes hanging out of their ceiling. Okay, all right, so... Here's what I'm thinking. Again, we have not seen outside the home. We only saw the video of inside the home where these big, big Monty Pythons are just falling from the ceiling. Okay, so I'm thinking that around the area of the home, there's got to be like a grassy field, right? That's not just a residential home where there's a you know, bunch of row houses across there and all of a sudden a snake just happens to come to your attic. There's got to be some kind of you know, wildlife outside of it. I'm, I'm imagining that in Malaysia. I don't see that in Georgia. 
I'm thinking that that's where it comes from, right? It's got to be like jungle something, especially for pythons. I don't think pythons can exist anywhere in North America, but like you have to be living adjacent a jungle and they somehow track their way into your attic without you knowing. Just what do you do if this is your home and snakes, full grown, like zoo, big ass snakes fall out of your roof? I'm selling the house. I got to move. Yes. Yeah. That, the first thing I'm thinking is, is that I can't live there anymore. Only because of, I'll always think about those snakes. Jay Moore, if I have snakes that's in my attic, right, and that they're discovered, like, it's one thing to have them removed, but am I coming back? Am I coming back to that house? No. Thinking that, I think that, like, after that, aren't I'm, I'll put a stick in the ground so quickly, you make your head spin. Boom. Sold. That's what I would be doing. I mean, quickly. I'm burning the place down, man. Forget <laughs> you sold. That's <laughs> like no, no. Wow. We, I, honey, we got to get out of here. I'm, listen, I would sell this house, but I'm nervous that we're going to sell it to somebody, and then pythons will attack them. We're going to burn the place to the ground. That's what we're going to do here. No, we're not burning it to the ground. I need to get some money for this, and it's going to. Hey, we're going to make sure we take care of the floors. We take care of the the ceiling. Nothing ever happened here. It's like a if there was a murder in a home. Nope, nothing's ever happened in this in this place. It's just a beautiful home. See, look at the flowers out front. Everything's fine. When there was a grizzly murder in there, and you find out on Dateline too late that you are you're in a home where someone got murdered. Same thing with the animals. If there is a python. That's in my home, multiple ones. Like, there's no way I can live there because that's the first thing I think of. When I walk in, I'll have this feeling like, are there snakes above me? Do I have snakes above me? Now, I'll ask you, so squirrels, snakes, what's more frightening in your, in your attic? What's more frightening? Snakes. Squirrels, whatever. Squirrels you can kind of deal with. You just got to, you know, get an exterminator in, take care of business, get them out. Snakes? Snakes, but they slither. They're not coming after you as quickly as a like an angry squirrel. Dude, snakes are scary. If you watch some some like Animal Planet stuff, the, these things. I mean, they jump. They they're quick. The snakes are terrifying. You say snakes jump? They're venomous, like a squirrel. A squirrel bites you. You probably got to go to the hospital to get the rabies shot. Yeah. You got to get things taken care of. Snake, you have to then deal with the psychological trauma of a snake attack. That, you know, I think, well, definitely if it's a squirrel, it, it frightens you, right? But a snake is kind of like he slithers out and it, it frightens you. Do you, I run away, but then the squirrel would come after me, though. He'd drop off the ceiling, then try to come after me. Be very, I'll be but very it's a squir- Like, I feel like I can take care of a squirrel. Snake? That's not a full, like a python? I can't do a python. Jay Moore, it's not like a bunny. Let's say you're in the kitchen in the refrigerator. A okay. snake just come out of the ceiling and wrap around your neck and just start choking you. Slow. I'm, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> That's the end of my life. <laughs> That's it. You're done. <laughs> so you're saying that he just kind of slowly comes behind you and just starts wrapping his... Right. You think it's yeah. your wife. You're like, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure like... I would know it's not my wife. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you're a little aggressive, honey. Oh, man. Hey, baby. Oh, God! I can't breathe! Help me! Christ! God! Help me! Snake! Damn it! Yeah, you're, you're right. You know, squirrels can't do that. That's true. The only anaconda I need in my house is in my bed. A shot or no shot in two minutes. That's a garden snake, by the way.